Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from American Family Field, the game and the series, and yeah, the results are not good. Brewers get shut out today, two-zip the final, and welcome everybody. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. As uh, the Brewers fall in this game, they, they lose the series, and uh, Rami uh, runs at a premium. Is what we're talking about here. Where are my notes? Where are my notes? You're asking me where your notes are? Runs are at a premium. Do you need your notes to know that runs are at a premium? You okay over there? Yeah, I'm trying to find all my notes. Are you all right? How many notes do you have, dude? A whole stack of them. <laughs> and and uh, I'll just say this. <laughs> okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to stay positive here on a uh, Thursday, beautiful Thursday afternoon. It really but is nice out, this. isn't it? Yeah, where where in the world is a Brewers offense? Now I give them a little bit of a break here. They're f- facing uh, Flaherty, um, but uh, I'm just gonna run by a couple of numbers here for you. As uh, the Brewers pitching, on the other hand, if you look at the starters, just the starters in this series, okay? Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns in this three-game series. They gave up two runs. These are the three starters in 19 and two-thirds innings pitched. Two runs by the starting staff in this series. That's it. That's all. Uh, That should put you in a position to win win a couple of games here and take a series. Wouldn't you think? You would think. You would think. Uh, Brewers pitchers as a whole in this series – held the St. Louis Cardinals to just nine runs total in this series. Five of those by Brad Boxberger. So you do the math. Then the rest of the starting staff, well, the starting staff, the three guys, gave up two runs. The entire bullpen gave up two runs outside of Boxberger. Offense, on the other hand, They scored a grand total of five runs in this series. Again, I know there's there's, uh, 
there's there's some positivity on the horizon here. Omar Narvaez is back. Christian Yelich is going to be playing alongside Keston Hira. How convinced are you that you will look at this offense and say, at some point this season, I'm pretty impressed. They're decent, or they're good, or they're awesome, or they're, hey, they're, they're actually really good. Rami, where would that be for you at some point, any point in the season? Like, will you, you will you ever say that this offense is good? Are you asking me like when on the calendar that's coming? No, or are you asking me like if, what's what's the threshold that if you would ever even say this? Where where is 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 your confidence level that you will ever oh, okay, at any point saying. in this in this uh, season say that this offense is good? Is adequate? Can I say adequate? Adequate might be a word you could apply. I I think there's about a 70, 75% chance that they'll be adequate. <laughs> it's about the best I can give you, man. There's about a 70, 75% chance they'll be adequate at some okay, point. Okay, just adequate. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, you know, I am sure. I'm running out of things to say about this Brewers offense. I'll tell you that. I'm just running out of things to say. I don't think there's anything they can do. I, I really don't. I am pretty confident this is this offense, Rami, and I know this is going to shock you today. I'm pretty confident that I will say that this offense is pretty damn good at some point this year. Pretty damn good. Yes. Because wow. I expect Yelich, Keston, Omar, Shaw, Avi, Kane. There's six of your eight right there. They will. Get on a roll this year. And now is that uh, is that uh, kind of equal to what a lot of Brewers fans are thinking? Not sure. But right now, I, I again, they're they're playing bad, right? The offense is playing bad. See, I got to be careful, Rami. We we have to be careful. If we just say they're bad, no, right now they're bad. Well, they're they're performing bad. Yeah. So right now the offense is bad. The well, Brewers' offense is bad right now. <laughs> okay, uh, they're hitting. I don't feel. Like, hitting... I don't feel a need to to dance around this thing or, or to, to sugarcoat it. This offense right now is bad, Tim. It's bad. They're, they're not well. No, they're not well. But is there anything you can do about it? And and today's game, a two zip game. Before we get to any uh, uh, bunt conversation, oh, there was boy. really no situation. There was really no situation to lay one down today. There's really it, it never came up. You know why? Because there's almost never a situation to lay one oh, down. Oh, there's the, maybe every other game. The situation is. came maybe. up yesterday to lay one down because pitchers are so bad at hitting that maybe, maybe, and even there it's questionable, you're improving your odds of scoring by, by bunting a pitcher. Other than that, mm, no, bunting is pretty dumb. Bunting yeah, no, is it's pretty a, it's actually, stupid. It's actually one of the smarter things you can do with a struggling offense. Really it's, dumb. It, especially the lower part of your order. You want to trust a Jackie Bradley Jr. in a game-winning situation, Rami, to swing a baseball bat right now? Come on. That's that's awful. That's that's awful. No, but do you so want to trust the guy Billy behind, McKinney the guy with the game him, on the line? The guy behind him will probably give you the same result, whether it's a man on second or a man on third. That's That's the problem here. It's, well, not, the guy it's, not behind him does. it's not that you're not bunting. It's that you're bad. 
Like that's it. That's <laughs> that's, that's why I, I know I know people want more than that. It makes them feel better if there's like a better solution or more of an explanation. But and 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 you know what? As a sports talk show host, a lot of guys would come on here and try and and try and and tell you that there is one because it's that that's that's a better conversation to have. But re- really, all, does it all? All that there so is to it. Call him crazy. All that there is to it is they're bad. This Bruce Don Mattingly does bad. it. Mike's, does what? Bunts. When they bunt, when? they bunt. The bunt still lives in baseball right now. I'm not the only one calling for a bunt, Rami. There's big league managers that bunt in baseball this year with with guys who aren't pitchers, with actual baseball players, with actually actual position players. Yes, okay. they do. Show me they the situations do. where they did it, and, and chances are I'll disagree with them. And and you and and, may, and maybe it worked. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just saying that there's the, that there's other guys that do that. Cool. I'm just saying I'm not the only one calling for it. They actually call for it. And they're the manager. I mean, I'm just saying, it. situations do come up where they play for the win. They play for the run, or they play to get it even, or there's certain situations. And it's it's probably not in abundance. I would say that uh, once every series, you're going to see a position player bunt and play Man, for a if run. if you're bunting once every series, you should be fired as a manager in 2021. <laughs> Just giving wow. away outs, and Tim, you're you're a card player. This is what I this is what I don't understand. You spend half your life in Vegas, and you don't understand the the, the idea of of the the deck either being stacked against you or being stacked for you, and and your odds of winning going down every time that you get an out or another card comes out that's not yours or that somebody gets a card that you were looking for. This is the same thing. You're hurting your odds of getting the card that you want. All baseball is is stacking the odds that you're going to stack hits successively in a, in a fashion that will bring runs across the plate. And every time that you give away an out, you probably hurt your chances of scoring. You've stacked the deck against yourself. That That's that's as simple as I can put it. And, okay. and when you argue against that, you're just arguing with math and facts. And I know math isn't fun. You'd much rather watch and play baseball and go with your gut. Like, it gives us a lot more to debate and argue about. But I'm telling you that right now you're arguing with facts and math. And that's, that's, that's a silly thing to do. It's just silly that we're even doing this right now and that I've been doing it with people for over 24 hours to this point. Yeah, here's, here's why you're wrong. And and I'll t- I'll explain I'll make it as simple as I can why you are dead wrong. When you're the home team in extra innings these days, you've got a runner at second base. What are the percentages of a base hit in any one one at bat? Just a rough raw math percentages of a base hit right there. It's thirty percent. Not with this Brewers team. <laughs> it might be less. It's actually two point one five percent. Probably around 20%. I don't know what their team batting average is, but you're probably around 20%. Okay. Now, yes. now we're playing the numbers. Now, yes. now we're cooking. Mm-hmm. You get a bunt down. Now that's where the, the, the percentages come into play here. Not necessarily, The hit part of this is easy. The hit part says that you know, less than 30% success rate to get a hit against this guy. Now we have to look at the pitcher you're facing. What's the batting average against? Most of these guys' late innings – in a tie ball game, your batting average against is around 200. So you're say, right, probably, Rami, yeah. 20% opportunity for a hit. Mm-hmm. You don't need a hit to win a baseball game in certain situations when you play small ball. You're right. To win but what you're a baseball talking about, game. what you're talking about is putting a baseball in play. And that's something that the Brewers struggle to do as much as anyone. And Tim, this this is all this is all the math you need. 
is the run expectancy chart. And this is based on all the history of baseball with a replacement level player pitching and replacement level player hitting. Runner on first, no outs. Your run expectancy is 0.86 runs on average. Runner on second, one out. We know we now your now your run expectancy is 0.66 runs. So your run expectancy went down about 20%. That's what you just did to yourself. You you decreased your run expectancy 20% by Is moving a game, runner one base. Are we base. talking about the ninth inning or the second inning? doesn't matter. It does matter. See, that's the thing. It does matter. Who's up and who's pitching matters to right. these numbers. And, and you're they right. That, that who's up and who's pitching does matter. Like I said, this, this algorithm assumes replacement level pitcher and replacement level hitter. When you insert Brewers hitters into that, who put the ball in play less than anybody, your odds actually go down. They're worse. You're probably you're probably hurting yourself more than 20% in That's terms of your odds of scoring a run. What's Then we have to measure what's easier, bunting a ball into play or hitting a ball into play. I think they're both equally hard for this Brewers team. <laughs> Dude, they had yeah. they coming in going agree. going into yesterday they had almost 370 strikeouts. We're not a quarter into the season yet. They All don't put balls in play. You have to put balls in play to score somebody from third with one out. Certain situations right. You have to actually get a ball in play with less than two outs and a runner at third. Yes, you do. There's no question. But my point is, you don't need a hit. That's what they're having uh trouble with. Hits equate to runs. They do. And when you can't get a hit, put them in a position where at least the ball in play gets you a run. Only given situations. Not across the board. Wouldn't do it in the third. Wouldn't do it in the last two games. It came up with uh, Travis Shaw with a runner in scoring position. Nobody out. What what am I going to ask my uh, cleanup hitter to bunt Rami? No, we're not going to do that in the sixth inning in a one-run game or a tie game or whatever it is. Trailing by one. We're not going to do that. But when you have a chance to win it at home with a, uh, an offense that is playing really, really bad right now, I would have went for it. I would have went for the bunt and the ball in play to win a baseball. And by game. the way, I read you the wrong scenario from, from the run expectancy chart. I gave you runner on first, no outs, versus runner on second with one out. The difference between a runner on second with no outs, whether it's the ninth inning or any other inning in the game, difference between a runner on second and no outs and a runner on third with one out is about 15%. You've, you've hurt your chances of scoring by 15% by bunting a runner from second to third and, and having him there with just one out. You've yeah, hurt and, your and, odds of scoring by 15%. And each one of those batters has a 30% chance to get a hit. 20 to get an at actual, best. At, and, and, you, and you strike out more than anyone. Right. So, so even, even more so, why when you can't hit, you got to help. If you're not hitting, you got to help. You got to help in some way, shape, or form. I I don't know if Craig Council will ever change the philosophy. I hope not. Had an intentional walk today. That was Pat Murphy. Council ejected for the first time this year on a play that mm, probably shouldn't have been ejected on uh, today because they they ultimately did get it right. Uh, It was a foul ball off his foot, but nonetheless, it it, um, that's not the huge problem. Uh, with this baseball team this year. Clearly, it's the offense. Clearly, that's a problem. And is it a problem? How big of a problem is it at 20 and 18? I mean, is it such a huge problem that everyone should be freaking out over the offense when you didn't have Omar half the year? You didn't have uh, Christian Yelich basically all of the year? Maybe not. Maybe not that that it's a huge problem. How confident are you in that this offense is going to bounce back to the point where you say they're actually good? 
I'll give you my answer coming up. Rami, get out of here. I'm going to do just that. You're rejected. Good talking to you, Timmy. <laughs> yeah, always a pleasure. There's Rami Makloff. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Oh, boy. Same old deal. The offense scores five runs in the series. Their pitching was outstanding in this series. They got to put those two together, and this team will get on a run. They fall today, two zip the final. Also, a game that was on YouTube. Uh, since we're in a, a, a crabby mood today after a Brewers series loss, I do have a little bone to pick with YouTube and, and their content today. We'll have that for you next here. 12.50 a.m. The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the Fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250. Or tweet the show at 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Yeah, welcome back. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Tim Allen, there's Evan Heffelbunter right over here. Yeah, you know what? We stirred up a really big hornet's nest on this small ball thing. Well, uh, you know, I know Rami's been talking about it. Bart Winkler, you can get more Brewers conversation in the morning with Bart. Uh, the uh, Wendy's Big Show certainly uh, talking some baseball as well. Two zip final Brewers fall in the game and they fall in the series. And and again, some of these numbers just in this series are, are quite disturbing, quite educational. And uh, again, I, I point to this starting staff. If the offense gets going, this team's going to get on a run promise you guaranteed they will have an extended winning streak if the offense gets going in this series the starters freddie peralta brandon woodruff and today corbin burns they pitched 19 and two-thirds innings in this series just about seven innings on average and they allowed two runs let's see there's 27 innings in a three-game set they pitched 19 and two-thirds of those 27 innings and allowed just two runs. Those are remarkable numbers. They're crazy good numbers. Conversely, the rest of the innings, all but one. The rest of the bullpen gave up just two runs in the entire series. Now, again, you're going to get a, a guy that gets beat up once in a while. That happened couple of nights ago with Boxberger. But you lift that out, the rest of the bullpen gave up two runs. The starting staff gave up two runs. The offense scored five in the, in the three-game set. At what point will you say this offense is pretty good? And do you think that will ever happen this year? I think it will. I'm pretty convinced it will. And I'll, I'll show you how. You, you will get held. And you guys on the whole, I'll get right to you. I just want to run this by you. Um, I want to find it here uh, because I put together a, a little bit of a lineup. If Again, this is in large part based on, on the health. Um, Colton Wong, Keston Hira, Christian Yelich. Now, again, I know the, the difficulties with Keston Hira. I understand. 
But that's a pretty good three. Keston's going to come back, guys. He is. He's too good not to. He will be back. The pressure will be off him a little bit when he comes back. I'll finish this lineup in just a second. Because you get Omar back. You get, you've get you got Shaw, who's having a really good year. He is. Take a look at Travis Shaw. Look at him barreling balls up. That's the other thing in this series. Uh, again, I'll finish this uh, lineup in a second. Uh, take a look at the series as a whole. The Brewers, in, in theory, ran into some, hit into some really bad luck. They were thumping the baseball pretty good all three games. The ball, for whatever reason, just didn't travel over the wall for this baseball team. Did someone insert the new dead balls for this series? It really appeared to me that they did. It just wasn't carrying. You guys watched it the whole time. All right, 799-1250. Let's go to Bottomago Jr. There he is. What's going on? At what point this year, if at all, will you say this offense is good? I don't think I will at all, honestly. Tell me why. It's just getting frustrating. And people can say, yeah, last year doesn't count or, you know, whatever it was last year. Yeah, it's starting to show that last year and this year, other than a few people, other than a few shining stars, it's carrying over to this year. And it's just frustrating. It's just very frustrating because everyone's like, oh, just wait. Just wait until this team starts hitting. I just don't see it. You're six weeks, what, six weeks in? Yeah. Almost 40 games in? I yeah. just don't see it, unfortunately. I okay. hope I'm wrong. Okay. No, I, I know you do. I know you do, but you got to be honest with yourself. And I, I, I appreciate you that. Know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to get excited and say, oh, this team's going to turn it around and we'll be there. And It's just really frustrating right now. All right. Thank, thanks for the call. I, oh, I totally get that. The, it, it's even more frustrating, guys, as a Brewer fan, to know that the pitching is where it's at. That's what makes it doubly frustrating. If the pitchers were eh, middle of the road, if they were, yeah, they're doing a yeoman's effort type of thing, you, you could soften the blow a little bit with, a, with an offense that's struggling. Wong, Hira, Yelich, Garcia, Shaw, Kane. Four, five, six. Garcia, Shaw, Kane. Narvaez, Urias pitcher Omar Narvaez is your seven hitter in this configuration look at the right left right left right left right left all the way down this lineup cannot be neutralized at any early portion of this game late portions yeah you might be able to mix and match here again this is why given health I think I will say at some point this offense is good this year you you can disagree with me it's it's cool but I would like to know where you're at with the nope. I'll never say it. Just like, just like Timmy right there, Bottomago right there. Um, when when he had said no, I unfortunately it pains him to say it. But again, this lineup: Wong, Hira, Yelich, Garcia, Shaw, Kane, Narvaez, Urias, and Pitcher. I like it. You give you give that uh, eight. You give them a go for a couple of weeks. <laughs> it's a slam dunk. You're getting better results, guys. You're having to go with Vogel back, and I kind of like the big dude, but you're having to go with Vogel back and Jackie Bradley Jr. 
and Luke Maley and a Nottingham and a young Tyrone Taylor. And again, he's been stepping up. Don't get me wrong. But these are the, these are the ones you're going to war with every day. You, we can't expect high, lofty expectations offensively until we get a little healthy and then see how they settle in. Jackie Bradley Jr. is absolutely painful to see at the plate right now. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that. That dude is lost. Now, will he pick it back up? Yes, when there's no pressure on him to be a 550 at bat guy. All right, where do you want to go here, Evan? I'm sorry. Let's go to Pete in Appleton. To Appleton, and hello, Peter. Hey, Jim, how are you doing today? I've been better. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I just—I got to be honest. I don't know what you're seeing that you think that this is going to change. Health. I really don't. We're, we're, we're missing one guy right now. We're missing one guy, and that's Christian Yelich. What makes you think any of these guys are going to turn it around? Jackie you're, Bradley you're, Jr. shouldn't. He shouldn't even be on the field. And <laughs> they don't. They do have an option. They could have went with Tyrone Taylor in all these games, and they would have been far better off than Jackie Bradley Jr. They should have never signed him in the first place. It was a mistake to sign him. Garcia's having a good couple weeks. He's going to go right back in a crapper like he always does. And I just don't get it. Shaw's a two twenty hitter. And I'm sorry. These guys are just not good. And okay, I'll game, hold you right here, Pete. I'll hold you right here with me. Okay. You, you, uh, Travis Shaw, again. At least you're getting production out of him with a bad offense. You are getting production. You're getting RBIs. You're getting a few home runs. You are. You're getting good ABs out of Shaw. Let's just take that off the table. Let's keep in mind, it's the not just it's <laughs> it's no 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 it's not because every team has these guys. Every good offense has a Travis Shaw in it. Every single one. Okay, so he's that guy. Every good offensive team has a young guy that they're hanging their hat on. That's Urias. So take those out of the equation. Let's remember, it's not just Christian Yelich. It's Yelich, it's Keston Hira, and it's Omar Narvaez. There's three of your eight that have been out and, and the lion's share cause of some of these offensive woes. And, and I'll tell you why. It's a trickle down, Pete. Jackie Bradley Jr. is a far better baseball player than we're seeing, but he's got to be in his role. His role isn't every day at bats. It's clear to see that. It's it's just clear. Okay, I, I guess I just don't get what the point of his signing was then in the first place. Mm -hmm. You could have had guys come up from the minors and do exactly what he's doing. They well, they, they did. It's did Tyrone better. Taylor. It's yes, Tyrone Taylor. That's that's. Right. I'll tell you what I'd do with Bradley Jr., Pete, you know what I do with JBJ? He needs to sit down and take a mental break. He needs to take this entire weekend off. This brave series that's starting tomorrow, I would not play him again until with the off day on Monday. JBJ would not get anything except a pinch hit late in the game until Tuesday. You know, I wish I, if they could trade JBJ for a bag of donuts and a case of beer, I'd be happy at this point. <laughs> All right, I'm Pete. Just, so you say no. You, you, okay, so you say you will not one at one point say that this offense is good this year. No, because you know what? You're, you're talking about Keston Hero, and it's not that he was injured. He just stunk. He, you know, and we've seen this with guys in the minors of the Brewers before. We've seen guys that just rake through the minors. They come up, and for some reason, they cannot get the job done. 
consistently at the major league level. Pete, we're all half a good year for Keston Hira. He's done nothing at the major league level. We're always going to talk baseball, even when we disagree. I love it. I I do. Uh, Thanks. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I clipped him there. Uh, Let's get Sean in here. Uh, Sean, you're on the fan. What's up? I think the only problem moving forward with this offense is there's too many ifs. Like if Yelich can get healthy, if Kane can stay healthy and return to form that he had a couple, two or three years ago, if, uh, say, Narvaez can stay healthy. Like there's so many things going on right now. Narvaez is probably about the only one that's hitting over 300, Mm -hmm. and he had been injured and just got back. You have a pitcher who has more home runs than almost half of your staff. (laughs) And it is frustrating when you look at how this pitching staff is assembled. They have arguably the best starting lineup in the entire major league, and they have probably one of the worst hitting lineups to go with it. Why can't we seem to put this together? I'm not all doom and gloom and thinking the season's over. I'm still holding out hope. But I think it's a little frustrating when we can't find pitching when we got good hitting, and when we finally have the pitching – it's obvious that the offense has just disappeared. We didn't have barely anything for pitching back in the day when you're looking at Fielder and Braun and Weeks and Hart and even J.J., and you had to go out and buy pitching. And it was always a knock on the Brewers. They cannot create their own pitching, especially for starters. Then they finally put it together and do it this year. And another person actually mentioned uh, on a different show the other day Uh, During the day, they said something about this team is full of Craig Councils at the end of his career. Nothing against Craig Council, but he ended up pretty much just being a utility player that didn't see too many starts, that he ended up not being able to consistently put it in play. And unfortunately, with some of the injuries that we've had, that's what we're putting out there on an everyday basis as far as starters. I disagree with the previous caller that Jackie Bradley Jr. should have never been on this team because with all of the injuries they've had, they've needed him in the outfield. He is still a gold glove defender, and he always starts seasons slow. He is also probably not able to do it every single day anymore, and it's evident. So yes, I don't think yes. it's really going to sit here and all of a sudden flip a switch and everyone's going to turn out perfect the way they should, but at the same time, it's too many ifs going on right now with this offense. Okay, good call. Sean, thanks Thanks for the call. When you put guys that they expected to get 500-plus at-bats, when you put them back into their roles, it helps a JBJ. And I agree with you, Sean. He, uh, he needs to be that fourth or fifth outfielder. That's what he was signed for, essentially. But you have to put these guys in and let it start building some chemistry. It's not all injuries. You're right, and Pete brought that up. It's not all injuries, but it's, you know, a, a, a punch in the nose in the big leagues for a Keston Hira. They all get it, and he's got to work his way through that. I am convinced that this offense at some point will be good. Told you at the beginning of the year, you will see what a baseball player that Avi Garcia is and Omar Narvaez is. You remember this? Prepping, prepping for the season. We talked about that. You will see what baseball players that those two guys are. And they're stepping up. Now, Yelly back. Keston Hero with his head on straight. 
everyone else, I'm telling you, it's contagious. They will perform better. How much better? We can debate that. All right, so at some point this year, will you ever say this offense is good? And that really is kind of the question here. I say yes. Oh, I definitely will. And you can, you can uh, disagree if you want, as uh, JR heard on this station um, at night here, the JR Sport Brief Show. You can disagree with me. Um, he runs a great show, by the way. You might want to check it out on Brewers Off Nights. But um, I believe I will. And, and I'm not looking for the, uh, you know, uh, call me back in, you know, the famous call me back in August. And you better remember this. And I, I don't care. Just whatever. But I, I, I'm pretty convinced there's too much talent on this team. There's too much talent here. I know that sounds crazy when you just came off a series that your offense put up five runs. This game easily, by the way, before the break here, this this. This game here could have gotten sideways. There was traffic all day long for the St. Louis Cardinals. They were one hit away from just blowing this thing open. But the resiliency of this team to stay in it and give them a, give them a shot, it's just offense. Come on. It's just so frustrating. It really is. But at what point do they do they get back on the horse and, and start riding it? 414-799-1250. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Two-zip final today. They get shut out, and they lose the series. We'll be right back. want to get your feedback a little bit more on if you will ever say this offense is good this year. We'll be back on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, you guys on hold, sit right there. I'll get to you. We need to discuss this, and 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 I'm uh, more of the po- well. You guys know that I'm more of the positive guy. I do believe no, but I my baseball sense tells me if these guys are healthy and back up with a clear mind, and knowing full well that they've got the pitching that they've got here, I expect myself to say at some point, you know what, this offense is pretty good. I I think I will. They lose today, two zip final. Play of the game in this one. Uh we'll get to that in just a second. I just want to run through like the like the offensive uh portions of this game. Um I'll just go over the uh game recap. Three up, three down in the first uh for the Brewers offense. Let's see, bottom of the second. They get a chance, a leadoff double by Travis Shaw. Avi doesn't get him over or in for that matter. He strikes out. Omar takes him uh, full count, pops it up on the left side. Uh, foul. Uh, and JBJ on a 1-1 pitch, uh, Flaherty gets a strike call right there. That that wasn't a strike. And I'll, I'll defend J, JBJ on this one. That, um, the sequence changed to 1-2. He ends up flying out to center. So you get a leadoff double there. You don't score. Uh, runner in scoring position in the bottom of the third inning. A leadoff base hit by Urias. Corbin Burns bunts him over to second base. There he is for Colton Wong. Wong strikes out. 
for the second out in that inning. That brings up Kane. He strikes out to end the frame. Let's see. Um, leadoff man on again in the bottom of the fourth inning. Third consecutive inning with the leadoff man on. Shaw uh, doubled in the second. Urias base hit in the third. Now a walk to Vogelback in the fourth inning. Shaw works at 2-2 and hits a flare that Edmund made a great over-the-shoulder catch on. One out, one on. Avi, a deep fly out to the track for the second out. Omar Narvaez then draws a walk. So now two on, two out right there. So you're getting some base runners. Uh, Brings up JBJ. And Jonathan Scope strikes, uh, I'm sorry, Jackie Bradley Jr. That was a little Freudian slip there. He bounces out. Brewers 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position to that point. Uh, Let's see here. We get to the um, bottom of the fifth inning. After an Urias strikeout, they do get a base runner. Billy McKinney, pinch hitting for Corbin Burns, had a base hit. Um, But obviously, to no avail, Wong then bounces into a fielder's choice. He's uh, there at second base, runner in scoring position for Lorenzo Cain, and he strikes out. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, Sixth inning. Bottom half, leadoff man on for the crew. Double by Vogelback to bring up Shaw, who takes a first-pitch fastball for a strike, then takes a horrible call. Just Todd Tishner behind the plate was awful today. Uh, Then a swing and miss, three pitches, a strikeout, runner at second, Avi Garcia, three-pitch ground out by uh, Avi Garcia. Then it brings up Omar and a deep fly ball to center field again. I want those baseballs today, the ones in play today, the game balls. I want their history traced. The entire because series. It was, they there seemed was like, dead, didn't they? There were like 15 balls that died on the warning track in this series alone for both Crazy. teams. Yeah, it's, it's kind of curious right there. Uh, JBJ leading off the seventh inning with a strikeout. Um, Scope has struck out twice. I'm, I'm sorry, Bradley has struck out twice in the pop-up. Uh, Tyrone Taylor uh, works at full in, uh, in that seventh, draws a walk with, a two out, with two outs for Colton Wong, and he flies out to right to end the frame. Let's see, did they get anything going in the eighth inning? Genesis Cabrera on. That dude, I like that dude, young. Um no, one, two, three uh, against him. Uh, ninth inning, let's see here. Leadoff walk, Manny Pena in that ninth inning. Omar strikes out. Bradley Jr. strikes out. But Urias with a base hit. He's had a multi-hit game, two on, two out. Swing, get this thing out of here and we'll do a walk-off. No, he strikes out, and that, that's your game. So that's your offense right there. Play of the game in this one. We need to make sure we give some credit, and then I'll get to your calls. Uh, to Corbin Burns, set a major league record today. Check it out from YouTube. Hey, Adam, I've this got guy one. pitching. I'll, I'll yeah. just say this: this guy pitching is is uh, ridiculously nasty. He, I did not appreciate. He broke my record for for a starting pitcher start the season with uh, no walks and most strikeouts or whatever it is, and he's just blown it out of the water. But. You know, he's just pitching. He and the guy yesterday, Woodruff, they're just throwing different stuff. I mean, the pitchers nowadays are so talented and such stuff. He's working hard. That cutter he threw, I faced it earlier this year. It goes three different ways, and it is nasty, 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 and hard to hit. And he gets Bader and sets a new record. 
22 strikeouts and no walks. It's the most Ks before issuing a walk to start a season. He tops Kenley Jansen's record of 51 set in 2017. And there you are. He broke your record as a starter, 35 in 2013. Well, this is number 52, Scott. It looks like a fastball all the way, and it just kind of disappears. It has that late cut action. Very difficult pitch, as Adam was talking about. It looks so good and so inviting, and then right at the end, it's just it's gone out of the strike zone. All right, there it was on YouTube, and uh, Braun, Plesak, Matt Holliday. Uh, they interviewed uh, Adam Wainwright right there while Burns was doing his thing. And you know what? You guys weren't aware... I mean, maybe they had it scheduled for, for Wainwright to come on in a particular inning, and you, know, you got to call that game right there. That's a major league record. I thought that was somewhat disrespectful. I do. That should have been all about Corbin Burns. When he was on the cusp, right on the edge of that major league record, I think an Adam Wainwright interview could have waited. Uh, that and, and Holiday's perspective was all Cardinals. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, Harrison Bader got much more mic time than anybody else. Wong a little bit, as there were a couple of guys mic'd up. It's, it just seemed like it was a love fest for the Cardinals on YouTube right there. It's just my thoughts. All right, 799-1250. Uh, let's go to Kevin. Kevin, you're next up on the fan here. Are you ever going to, at some point this year, say the Brewers have a good offense? Yeah, I think so, but it depends on for how long I'll say that. Um the problem I have with this team is we only have one plus-plus offensive player, and that's Yelich. I think you have three guys that are above average in Narvaez, Garcia, and Wong. The problem that this team has, I think, is our, our impression and our belief that Keston here is going to be a plus-ball player. And, you know, Tim, he's had about his first season, he had 215, some at bats, 300 at bats, 300. The same amount the last two years, he's hitting under 200. What kind of ball player is Kesson Hira? I want to believe he's going to be very good, but he keeps fanning at all these pitches. And even the balls are right in the strike zone. He's just fanning at these things. Balls that he should be barreling up if you're a good major league player. If you're That's why you go down. Player, yep. I know. So my optimism in me wants him to be a, a solid. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's going to be the case. He's the he's the linchpin. If he plays well, this team can go somewhere. If not, and he keeps hitting 200, this team's a below average offensive team. Okay, so you the answer to the question is you will, but you just don't know for what what duration of time. I think at some point they'll get hot for maybe a week or two, and say, so, yeah, it's a good offensive team, and we'll see them come back here. There's also, in my opinion, a lack of professional at bats. Um, a lot of a lot of. A lot of trying to hit the homer instead of putting balls in play, defending the plates. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I'll say it for sure. But I don't know if I'll say that this team, looking back on it after the, the season's over, was a good offensive team. I'll All right, Kevin. For a period of time. Okay, Kevin, stay, stay in touch. 799-1250, squeezing Drew here. Drew, my man, uh, are you ever going to say it this season? <clears throat> oh, Timmy, you know I am. You know, I am. I'm going to say more than that, Tim. First of all, with this, I'd love to, you know, for the people talking about catching here, what they, what they were saying 38 games ago. And also, as far as, oh, this has happened to the Brewers before, a guy rakes through the minors and, you know, 
plummets in the that's happened to every single baseball team that has ever existed. I don't that's not even a conversation, but Tim, <clears throat> I was at work so I didn't watch the game today, so maybe I got a little more optimism. But this is what I love about me being a fan and not having your job. I don't have to have stats or anything or facts to back it up, like all the negativity. I'm going to wipe the salt off the ballpark franks of the callers today, and I'm going to tell you, Timmy, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. Three-quarters of the way into the season, we're going to be saying this offense is great. I'm going to get me a Jackie Bradley Jr. jersey. Give the man a chance, Tim. It's championship season, and I don't have to have anything to back it up because I just believe it, baby. I think we're going all the way. And I'm going to continue to stay positive. Smile, Milwaukee. It's sunny and 70 out right now. That's awesome. It's time to go. I love it, Tim. I love it. Let's go, crew. And so to answer your question, yes, 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 yes. And also. (laughs) Thank you. Real real quick. quick. Um, Christmas Day Packers game. Put a lid on that, baby. See ya. All right, there he is, Drew. Thanks for the call, Drew. Uh, you say backing it up with stats. Uh, someone mentioned Travis Shaw. Well, that was Travis Shaw. He's fourth in the National League and runs knocked in. You get something from Travis Shaw. I think I'm pretty impressed with Travis Shaw this year. I really am. You got to look at the way that ball is coming off that bat. Now, I will say this, that I, I mentioned uh, Evan and I were talking about the ball not uh, not traveling uh, in this series. I wondered about that. And you can talk panels and cold weather and all that, all you want, wind, whatever it is. Change in temperature is getting a little warmer out compared to the nighttime. Something, something smells funny. Something smelled funny in that in this series. Those balls were tapped. If they ain't going out, oh boy, maybe they overcorrected here. Maybe. Now, O'Neal seemed to, seemed to manage the other night. Goldschmidt seemed to manage the other night, so it can be done. But it's just weird. I don't know if you guys noticed that. The other thing, Brewers did barrel up a lot of balls. Not that, not that they would have went out of the park, but you got to give credit to, uh, number one, the defense of St. Louis. The other is just, just bad luck. This is some bad luck in this series. You did have some scorching rockets here that were out, so that does play into this. 414-799-1250. We're going to hear from manager Craig Council coming up. Also, did you tell me, uh, Evan, we will hear from Corbin Burns? Yes, we will. And here's a stat for you. Number one, it's the first ejection of the season for manager Craig Council. I think it's a little past due, but that's just me. Uh, it is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. If you missed it, it wasn't on Valley Sports. It was on YouTube today. It's a uh, Brewers 2-zip loss. They get shut out. They score five runs. Is that right? That can't be right. That is four, five. Five runs in this series. The starting pitching staff of Peralta, Burns, and Woody in the series gave up a grand total of two runs. Tough to win baseball games. You're not putting up some form of offense. We'll be right back. AM 1250, The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? 
Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Two-zip final. Cardinals win the game, and they take this series out. 20-18 and 18 are the crew here moving forward. Now some good news here. Corbin Burns in the record books. Uh, the most strikeouts without a walk to uh, start a season. That is awesome for Corbin Burns. Congratulations. And uh, the other good news, we go to 50% capacity at American Family Field this Saturday. And then June 25th, the doors are wide open for 100% capacity. So get your tickets now. And, uh, yeah, they don't pay me for this, but uh, not sure why. But uh, go to brewers.com <laughs> to get your tickets and all the information there. 799-1250. We'll hear from Craig Council in just a second. Let's get Brian in here. Speaking of which, he was at the game today. Brian, you're on the fan. Yeah, I, I want to say that I think – I don't think the hitting's going to get better. And I think Andy Haynes should be fired. I don't think he's that great. I was on such a good roll, Brian, with some positive thoughts here, right? What? I know, but you're just you're just being honest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, okay. I don't think he's that great. Okay, okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but later, later on this season, you'll, you'll be fist pumping and high fiving when, when this offense gets rolling, right? I, I hope, but I don't think he's that great. Cause it was with the Cubs and the Cubs aren't that great hitting. And I don't think he's going to be that great with the Brewers now. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you, Brian. Let's get in. Uh, let's see here. Charlie, Charlie, you're next on the fan. Hi, Tim. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I, I hope. They get better because there's, you know, you look at the back of the baseball card, but I think they are what they are. Um, a lot of them strike out a lot. Their on-base percentage is not that great. A lot of them just don't put the ball in play. I really like Council as a manager, and he does a great job with the pitching and the outgetters and the openers and bullpen, but he has to get imaginative with the offense. Um, I agree with you with the bunt. I think there's seven or eight times they had a guy in second base with nobody out. They never even got the third. Uh, mm-hmm. And when you play for when you play with the bunt, you play for one run. Well, that one run could already won three or four games this year. Um, so you got to get imaginative. You got to put the ball in play. You got to hit and run. You got to steal some bases. Uh, that's going to be a challenge for Council. It is, and and I will say this, Charlie. Uh, good points. But I will say this, um, when you say these guys are, are just are what they are, but they're not. That's the thing. This offense is not what they are because of injuries and a bump in the road to Keston's maturation. Omar's injury. Kane coming back. See, they're not. You, you, we're so, we want them to all perform well, and I understand that. I'm, I'm right there with you. But we're dealing with we're we're dealing Charlie with 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 Pablo Reyes's and Billy McKinney's and Daniel Robertson's and that's those are the guys we're dealing with these days. So they're really not what they are. Uh, we saw a lot of this last year, and I know the hitting coach. I'll let you go, Tim. I know the hitting coach is really a thankless job. It really is. 
but they're just, they don't improve. They don't put the ball in play for one run to win the game. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. It, there's, they not only don't stay the same, a lot of them are, I mean, the on-base percentage, the professional at bat that somebody mentioned earlier is a really good comment. Um, a lot of there's going to be a lot of two to one, three to two, one to nothing games this yep. year, and they're yep. going to have to improve their their uh, their professionalism or, or at bats. Thanks, Tim. Yep, you got it, Charlie. Uh, we'll talk again. I know that there there may be a positive in here, and and when you say two to one, three to two games, I agree with you. But those are those are like intense, hanging on every pitch kind of games. I love that form of baseball. I really do. I, I you know, as a, as a fan, I would love just Brewers just run away with this thing, go win eight to one every night. Okay, we we all know that's not going to happen. But by nature in baseball, offenses are volatile. They tend to ebb and flow a little bit. They do. They they do. Now let's let's fast forward. Let's fast forward um, to <laughs> to. Uh, August, September of the postseason. These are playoff-type games here that they're playing now. They, 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 they really are. Uh, and what if, talking about the volatility of, of an offense, what if they do get on a hot streak starting, I don't know, August 27th, September 9th, and they just never look back? See, that's the thing. If Now, timing is key. If you don't have a consistent offense, well, then you got to bank on the roller coaster ride of it, and and maybe at the end of the day, end of the season, that's what we have to rely on with this team as a, as it just roller coasts its way through offensively through some uh, peaks and valleys this year. But if if that's the case, what if they what if they go to a peak and they're still getting this type of pitching? Ain't no telling where they're going to be then, because this pitching we all know is starting to prove it to everybody. Even the most negative of Brewer fans, it's the, the breaking point is coming soon that you actually have to admit these guys are studs. These guys are just straight up. There's no two ways to slice it. The Burns and the, the Woodies and, and, and the Peraltas and Hauser just laying in the weeds here having a great year. So... A lot of different angles to this. The main thing, my main point of the reason why I think I will say they're a good offense at some point this year is I want to see these guys in and a collection of ABs, I don't know, going 17 to 32 games. Give me a 17, 32, 35, 38 game stretch where they're relatively healthy and they accept and understand their roles, the JBJ role. In the meantime, because of a few factors, most of which are most of which are injuries, you're dealing with Chase Jace Petersons and Reyes and Bradley Jr. And again, he's supposed to be a fourth or fifth outfielder. Not an everyday player in this configuration. That's not that's not why they got him. You're 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 dealing with Luke Maley's. And you're dealing with Nottingham's. I mean, where do I start? Tyrone Taylor. As as good as he's been doing, yeah, well, once in a while you're gonna find one of these guys that you're like, well, there's a handful of guys who forced him because of injuries and whatever. 
Oh, that one, that one did good. The rest of them. We have to keep this thing into context a little bit. I, I want to be a little more patient. I want to see these guys back in and healthy and consistently in the lineup. And that can open up another can of worms with Mr. Council, can it? They fall today to zip the final. Their starting staff in this series went 19 and two-thirds innings and allowed two runs. You should win that series eight or nine times out of 10. If your starting staff goes about 20 of the 27 innings and they allow two runs. Wasted, wasted, wasted efforts by these guys. But that's the good part about it. They are pitching well. Let's get to Craig Council. He was ejected for the first time this year. Here's the Brewers manager. Craig, uh, how did you think Corbin looked today? He obviously had some history on the line, and he came through uh, for you. Corbin pitched really well. Um he pitched. It was he gave us exactly as much as we could have asked for in this situation. Missing a couple of weeks, or missing ten days or so, and um, he did exactly what we needed him to do. Like workload wise, is about is that about how you drew it up in terms of mapping this game ahead of time? Yeah, I mean, I, I we you know the, if he got through five innings, we were going to be that was kind of the max we were ever going to consider. So um, he he did as much like I said. Kind of what I'm referring to. He did as much as we could have possibly asked, and um, he should be in a good spot moving forward here. The issues with runners in scoring position over 10 today, is it just one of those things that kind of is cyclical over the course of a season? Is it something y'all just aren't – are you seeing the hitters tightening up in those situations, or what's been the issue? I mean, this this is the game of baseball. This is how the game of baseball works. I think they were one for twelve or one for thirteen with runners in scoring position. So it's 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 the team that gets the hits and runners in scoring position. It's 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 how you score runs. We were we've just been, you know, we've we've we're in a we're in a rut with it. We're just not getting it not getting it done in those spots right now. Craig, you had. Uh... Two innings where the leadoff guy doubled, and you, I think the next guy struck out both times. It, it seems like it's the next guy. I mean, you either get him over or get him in, or you're done. It just starts working against you once you don't do either one of those, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're right there. Um, you know, that's that, those are the at bats, you know, man, at second, nobody out. Just it's as much, um you know, you're rewarded for contact and those at bats a lot of times too. So, um, as, as the same, you'd be as a man on third in less than two outs. Um, and you know, so it's those, those are your best chances to score. You start off with the man on second and, you know, you're given a pretty good chance to score. Um, and, and, you know, it just didn't happen today. You guys have actually had some good games against Flaherty here, but he's having a great season. I think seven and zero. Do you look any different to you today, or just what you expected? Yeah, no. I mean, I I, I do. Yeah, he's, there's a little differences. He's throwing kind of a different different fastball. His velocity is definitely up up a tick for sure. Um, 
you know, he grabbed some 97s, I think, in the fifth or the fifth, I believe. So he's he's pitching more up in the strike zone. Um, I mean, his command is is really on point right now. I think that's where he's, you know, that's what's the difference for for a guy like him. He's just on point, but he's not giving you a lot of pitches to hit. So he we've he's a tough customer. Um, and he's off to a good start. Greg, what did you think, or what was the dugout reaction to that moment when Corbin breaks that record and the fans, it's 25% only, but they looked like they gave him a nice ovation. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's similar to what Josh just accomplished the other day. It's when we're talking about baseball history, um, we're talking about rare air and, and, and special records. And so it's, it's, it's an amazing accomplishment, both of the numbers when you start to think about them for for Corbin and for Josh are you know hard to comprehend really so he's off to a great start and you're proud of uh you know the journey that he's taken to kind of get himself to be able to accomplish something like this um you know he's come a long way and he's and he's uh turned himself into a great great pitcher Greg, run prevention's been such a big part of the team's game this year. You had two great plays at the plate with uh, Louie throwing that one uh, throw home and also low. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, Colt, I mean, uh, yeah, and Colton had a brilliant play to save us some runs too. So our, our defense was really, you know, good today and, and saved us some runs. And that's part of it. That gave us a chance in the ninth to, to and, and in the eighth and the seventh to, you know, chip away at it. So that, you play defense like that and, and you expect some games during the course of the year where that, those plays pay off and win you a baseball game. So that's, uh, I, I think, uh, a strength of this team. It's something we've done at the start of the season. And if we continue to do it, it'll, it'll get us some wins for sure. Craig, was your, was your disagreement with Reynolds over him changing the call or that you didn't think it hit Carlson's foot? No, they got, I mean, Jim got the call right um, in the end, but the, the process they used to get the call right didn't make any sense to me. Um, they weren't going to change the call if the if the other team's manager didn't walk on the field, and I didn't. I don't understand that. I agree with that, and I agree right there wholeheartedly. The umpires, I think, get pushed around by managers a little bit too much. And if they're going to leave it go, you leave it go. But you get it right, and and the call was right. Clearly, off a uh, foul off Carlson's foot, but I mean the the play was going to stand there as as an out and a fair ball until Schilt came out there, and I don't blame Schilt either. I mean, I would I would I would be out there, you know, questioning everything. I, I like that in a manager, um, I I do, and and I think the good majority of the good ones they do question everything. They just want to be clear on things. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Is there ever a point? In this season, in which you would, you would say that this offense is good. Do you think you'll get to that point? Do you think they will get to that point to prove to you? Uh, let's go to Dave. Dave, you're next up on the fan. Hey Tim, you know it seems like ever since we got this new hitting coach, we haven't been able to hit. But one of the things that I noticed, and it was really kind of obvious in the game that we won, is that seems like the scouting report on the Brewers is groove the first pitch because they're not going to swing at it. Agreed. And they, throw, they, they, they throw them gopher balls that these guys are taking. I don't care if it's a hanging slider 
a hanging fastball, a hanging changeup, a hanging curve. They're just hanging them up there. And then what happens? Well, then they foul one off, and then they forget their strike zone, and they start swinging at stuff that is four inches outside the zone. Uh, or Avacel Garcia, when he gets the same pitch that was called for a first strike, the exact same pitch, exact same play, and now he's all mad because he struck out because he thought it was a ball. These guys got to learn that if anything close, you have to swing. That's number one. What else happened in that game? First pitch that got grooved to Travis Shaw, he drilled it. Drilled it out to the right center field gap. First pitch that Avisel Garcia got, Mm -hmm. he puts it in the seat. When are they going to figure this out? And what's what's our hitting coach doing? I mean, this is carried over from last year now. Kane can't hit his weight. Uh, Vogelbach can't hit his weight. A lot of these guys, and when I'm not talking about the scrubs, I'm talking about a lot of the guys that play on a regular basis are not hitting their weight. And if they are, yeah. well, they're close. It's it's weird when people point to numbers. Thanks, thanks, Dave. It's a great point. And we, we've been pointing out that observation way early in the season, first week of the season. This offense, and again, again, there's various reasons why an offense is volatile. Either A B to A B, game to game, or just offense collectively as as the year moves along. Um, one of the one of the reasons uh, sometimes there's a, a particular game plan against a certain pitcher. Now, do you force feed? This is a good question for Craig Council and Andy Haynes. Do you force feed a, a team attack on someone? Because it sure seemed like the St. Louis Cardinals had an agenda and a consistent one. They were swinging early. When you play by numbers in baseball, you got to look at the other numbers too. Where does the pitcher get the advantage? When he goes up strike one, when he's up 0-1, count leverage in his favor. It's crazy good the success they have. What does that mean? We all know what that means. It means they're throwing first pitch, fastball strikes. And so is Brandon Woodruff. Corbin Burns a little bit. Burnsy figured it out today. You started going with the the change a little bit uh, early in the count. So uh, he adapted to what he saw was coming. This offense is consistently, and and, and again, I noticed it. What, Evan, would you guess, you know, seven or nine games into this season? I think it was. Absolutely. They're They're either taking a first pitch fastball with a lot of plate on it, or they're fouling them straight back. I mean, you saw it today. I think I think it was Omar. Now, again, you give Omar a little pass. It's, it's been a while. But uh, about belt high, right down the middle. JBJ. JBJ's a little lost right now. He'll admit that to you. He sees a lot of junk. But if he's going to get a fastball, it's going to be early. Yeah, I agree with you, Dave. Good call. Good, good call. Uh, Corbin Burns is in the record books. Um, man, he is uh, him and Woody and Peralta and Hauser putting together just outstanding seasons thus far. Um, and you get another one, five innings of uh, one run ball. He allowed three hits and a run in the first inning, then settled in, put up zeros, two through five. And uh, you just heard Craig Council talk about, yeah, we can, uh, we'll, we'll deal with that. Missing a couple of starts and throwing back into the fire against St. Louis. Yeah, that, w- that was decent. 
Um, we're going to hear from Corbin Burns coming up, see how he feels about being in the Major League Baseball record books, and he's got a Brewers uniform on. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Two zip. Brewers get shut out. They score five runs in the entire series. Offense has got to get going because uh, it, uh, it's, it's going to be some, some nail-biting losses here. And again, we had one today. We'll be back. 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Yeah, welcome back. We'll get to Corbin Burns here in just a second as he throws uh, five innings today, allows a uh, single run, and the Brewers fall 2-0. And uh, they lose the game in the series here. Uh, offense, yeah, we, we all know, and hopefully that's going to be uh, turned around a little bit. Good news. Omar Narvaez activated today. Back into the lineup. You've got Christian Yelich and Keston Hira going to start playing baseball. Both of them together playing in uh, Nashville, AAA, starting tomorrow together. So help is on the way. And it will make others better in, in that offensive uh, lineup. Uh, let us let me squeeze in here, uh, Richard. Richard, you're next on the fan. What's going on? Uh, hi, Tim. Good to hearing you again. Thanks. I just want to say that the, the Brewers' offense is one of the worst in baseball, but baseball in general, the offense is, is probably as bad or worse than 1968. In 1968, it forced a change in the, in the pitching mound. After 1969, they dropped the pitching mound six, six inches. There's yep. a number of things I think baseball has to do. They're going to have to limit uh, the shift, to at least limit how deep the uh, – infielders can play that's going that could help they may have to alter the the high strike zone uh, lower uh, lower it a bit because batters can't get to the 97 98 fastball i used to be a proponent of waiting out the starting pitch and make them throw uh, so you can get into the bullpen i think i was wrong about that not anymore because the bullpen throws harder than the starting yeah. pitchers yeah. uh you got guys coming in who are Cabrera from the St. Louis side, I haven't seen him before, was throwing 98 to 100, and the guy from uh, Philadelphia, Alvarado, was throwing 98 to 100. Monday night's game, uh, or was it, yep, Tuesday's game, the Cardinals had a throwback pitcher, one that you would see 20 years ago who was throwing, who was crafty and using guile, but topped off at 91. It was like Suter. Uh, most of these guys throw nine, you know, their average fastball it used to be 92 miles an hour. Now it's 94, and uh, you see 97, 98 routinely. And batters are just overmassed. Uh, Council mentioned St. Louis left 13 guys on, on base on scoring position. Uh, I was listening to the, uh, to the Cubs game, uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, sports talk show afterwards. And they had a bad series against Cleveland where they scored, I think, less runs than the Brewers did. Mm-hmm. And one game they left 15 guys on base. For the series, they had 27 guys uh, that they did not advance. So uh, I think the, the last week the batting average throughout baseball was 233. 
that's way below average. Usually, it's two fifty, two sixty. Yes, for yes. for the major league. No, you're right. So there's on, going to have to be some adjustments. I hope Yelich comes back. I'm worried about back problems, but I hope yeah. he comes back. And if he's he's anywhere near his his past form, it's going to help the offense. And if they do just a, get a an average offense, say middle of the road, that's it. This team yeah. could run away with the uh, uh, with the uh, division, but I don't know if they're going to reach that point. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Richard, great call, and and I agree with everything you said. The, the pitching is better. The the relievers are throwing harder than ever before. You are seeing um, really big changes here in baseball in terms of offense. It's not just with the Brewers. I want to make that clear, and I think Richard, uh, I want to I want to emphasize your point as well, is that this is a, a you know two just two years ago the uh, league batting average was two fifty two through the first month of the season two fifty two through the first month this year two thirty two it hasn't been that low in any one month t- since as Richard said since nineteen sixty eight where it was two thirty seven and you know what happened after that they lowered that mound I'm curious about the baseballs and if that's a little that might be a little bit too much tinkering. That part of it, mm, I don't know. They say get more balls in play and it would be a more action-packed entertainment sort of sport. But I, you know, maybe maybe they've over-adjusted. It's, it's, it's possible. Um, all right, we'll get to Burns here in just a second. I, ca- I call it wasted days, wasted nights. Somebody mentioned to, on today's show that you know, just just I think Richard, just get an average offense. You're gonna win some baseball games. Game two of this this season, April third, Corbin Burns took a no hitter into the seventh inning, wasted in a two to nothing loss. Offense just had one hit that day. Sunday, April fourth, Hauser went five innings, allowed two runs. That's a winnable game in an eight two loss. Thursday, April 8th, against the Cardinals. Burns, six shutout innings on one hit in a 3-1 loss. Tuesday, April 13th, against the Cubs. Woody, six innings, one run ball in a 3-2 loss. Monday, May 3rd, at Philly. Hauser, six innings, two runs in a 4-3 loss. Tuesday, May 4th, Eric Lauer, six innings of two run ball in a 6-5 loss. Error didn't help, you know, with, with, with Lauer or Hauser's start right there. Thursday, May 6th, Woodruff, six and two-thirds of one-run ball in a two-to-nothing loss. Tuesday, May 11th, Freddie Peralta, seven shutout innings on one hit in a six-to-one 11-inning loss. And today, I will add this in here, five innings of one-run ball. All positions to win those games Nine of them. In my estimation, there are nine games this year that your starting pitcher puts you in a position to win. Okay, you're not going to win every one of those games. Let's cut them in half. Let's give the nod to the losses. That's four uh, additional wins. That's a 24, and what would it be? 14. That's a 10 over 500 record if you just win Four of those nine games, including today. A winnable game with a winnable start by this guy right here. Here's Corbin Burns. Corbin, what did that moment 
uh, mean for you when you you broke that that record and the fans gave you that ovation? Um, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, you never t- whenever you get the, the whole standing behind you like that and um, getting you cheering on, um, you know, definitely gives you some chills. And um, you know, it was, a, it was a pretty cool moment to uh, to do it here at home. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it came came pretty early on in the game, so it's one of those things you gotta gotta stay locked in because it was so early on and um, had to you know continue to focus and get back to work. Corbin, how did you feel out there today? Was it kind of like riding a bicycle right back on it? Yeah, no, it felt pretty good. Um, you know, arm arm felt fine, body felt fine. Um, you know, there's really only one, I think, one bad pitch. It was uh, the the uh, cutter to Edmund that he hit in the in the first inning. That was pulled it right back over the middle of the plate. But uh, other than that, um, all the other hits were were pretty weak contact. Um, you know, the Aeronado RBI single was off the end of the bat. Um, I think one jam shot that dropped in, and then uh, even even Kisner down you know down the line off the end of the bat. So it was one of those things that. We went out there and did what we wanted to do with you know limited limited good contact. Um, you know today we just 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 missed out on the on the one big hit we needed. Hey Corbin, was that more or less what you expected? With uh, I think it was around eighty pitches or so today, and um, was it kind of just a matter of just brushing that off in the first inning because you seemed to get rolling after that? Yeah, I, I when I was done, um, they kind of said that you know that that was that was good for the day. Um, you know, with, with the with the time away, that's that's kind of what they wanted out of me. Um, but yeah, I mean, early on, I was you know I still made some good pitches. Like I said, I think it was just the the one pitch I left to Edmund over the middle. I think was was the only pitch I really like to have back. Um, you know, threw a good cutter um, down and away to Arenado that he pulled in the hole. Um, Carpenter was a, was a good 2-0 cutter that he, you know, off the fist in the center field. And, um, you know, Luis uh, made a good throw at the plate to to get Edmund. But, um, yeah, other than that, I think kind of got through that and we kind of rolled. Um, curveball was really good today. So, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was good five innings work. Corbin, the, the cutter's been such a great pitch for you this year, and I think that was the pitch you used to strike out Bader that, that set the record. I was like a 2-2 cutter I got. Well, did that pitch feel good to you today? And it was obviously the right one to throw in that spot. Uh, yeah, no, the, the cutter felt pretty good. Um, you know, there was a couple that that uh, kind of got away from me, um, even some pitches that kind of kind of backed up and were in the middle of the plate but were down so they were able to swing over them. But – uh, yeah, for the most part, you know, felt good. Um, you know, the one pitch I thought I threw really well was the changeup. We just, you know, the sights were a little bit off today, um, but had good action just at the, you know, at the very bottom of the zone or, or in the dirt. But, um, you know, thought that with the, with the curveball helped keep them off of the, off the, off the cutter. Robert, did you happen to, uh, go back and, and look at that ball for, or did you not care that much? It appeared that that was a very close pitch actually. Um, no, nah, I mean, I, I think all, all three of the balls were, you know, were not really in the zone. Um, couldn't really, couldn't really be argued, but I haven't gone, gone back and looked at it. I mean, it's, it's a walk. It happens, you know, for, for how many times you know, were going out there and taking the mound, um, and just to be able to, to not walk a guy this far into the season is, you know, not something I had, I had dreamed of was, was a goal to come out and, you know, not, not walk anyone, obviously don't want to put guys on base and make guys earn it, but, um, you know, to be able to go that long without walking one was is is pretty special, and you know, I, I guess now we got to start over.
Corbin, just bigger picture, how nice was it just to get back into a game and and get back with you know get back to what you do? It was good. Um, you know, we throughout the course of the you know the ten days I was gone, I was still able to stick to you know to my my normal five day process. Um, and you know, just my my start days at home, just you know, we're into a net versus you know on a, on a game mount into 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 a into a catcher's glove. So. Um, but it was good. It was good to, uh, to go out there and you have, you know, was felt prepared as, as I ever have, you know, going out with the, with the five days prior and, um, had a good game plan. Um, you know, just, they, they managed to, to scratch one across early in the first and you know, that was enough today. All right, there he is. Corbin Burns. Congratulations in the major league record books. Um, they fall today to zip. I want to leave you with a uh, with a positive uh, kind of tone to this this whole thing, and so stick around. I'll have that for you next. We'll, we'll stay a little more positive. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway, here on twelve fifty AM, the Fan and Odyssey Station. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. All right, final couple of minutes here on the show as the, the Brewers fall to zip. If you're on hold, I, I really apologize. We just did not have time uh, to get to you back on the air. Uh, of course, tomorrow after game one, as the Atlanta Braves are at American Family Field, um, they fall today too, Zip, and, and, and we all know kind of you, you win and lose as a team, I guess, in a, in a way, but I, I guess the great thing about baseball is we, we sort of debate things and we can, we can talk strategy and, 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 you know, bunt or no bunt and all that. That's been a little dust up here, uh, this week, but I wanted to leave you with words from Travis Shaw here and, and just to think about a, a little bit bigger picture. And, and, and I fully agree that I think the landscape and, and the culture and the geography here, however you want to term it, is different than where we came from as Brewers fans. Make no mistake about it. I'm surprised I didn't have a bigger uproar. Oh, I don't know. Year 19 of a 26-year playoff drought. Maybe year number 12. It was almost like we, we were happy to have them here. And we got smarter. So I'll leave you with the words from Travis Shaw. But I will say this, that uh, things starting to open up a little bit more. And that means uh, 50% capacity at, at the stadium on Saturday. Uh, fast forward a month. And June 25th, 100%. at is cool. That's good news. Now, check out Travis Shaw here. Check this out. Guys just learn how to win. Um, and they expect to win. You come into spring training, it's you're expecting to win the division, compete for the division, and compete for World Series. And, and we've kind of established that culture over the last three years that no matter who's in there, guys are going to be prepared. Those are the expectations now. Were they that way? In 2002, or 99, or 2004, or 94? I don't know about that. 
Uh, we're seeing an abrupt change here in terms of expectations. It's pretty cool. It, it really is. Um, you know, you got your hands full with the Brewers here. Hey, are there some flaws? There's flaws with every team. So, well, have a great night. Um, you can you can chill out. Uh, the Bucks. The Bucks are in play tonight. You can focus on the Bucks and the playoffs coming up soon. So they're tuning, uh, fine tuning things into the uh, into the playoff picture here. So you can focus on that or tip a couple of beers, do whatever you're going to do. I will see you again tomorrow after the last pitch as you make the switch. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary. Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on 1250 AM. The Fan, it's an Odyssey station. Despite the outcome today, a 20-18 and 18 mark as uh, the Brewers fall in this game in the series. Atlanta not playing great baseball. They, uh, they might be able to do some damage, get that offense going. Have a great night. See you tomorrow night. And remember, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back.